Hello and welcome to Enough Wicker, a podcast where we eat a bucket of extra flat and crispy chicken and drink beer with our air as we discuss the greatest <laughs> TV show of all time, The Golden Girls. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. And say we're tackling the 53rd episode in the series, One for the Money. <laughs> this is Golden Girls, the original side hustlers. <laughs> it's wild how many like little jobs they've had. But it's also like now sitting here in my... Uh, late 30s i'll say it not even mid 30s late 30s and finally understanding how fucked up ronald reagan and the 80s made our country specifically i mean we always had a lot of problems but like if you really think about the commentary of like the reason these women are together is because they can't afford to live alone in the first place but also how many times they just have to fucking hustle for money man and for cash and like all the money worries are so real And it's just like, it just puts this extra like pall on this episode where it's like less fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And also like we alluded to this in the last one in the sign off, you know, teasing this one, but this is gig economy. This is gig economy. This is millennials retirement plan. My personal retirement plan is to (laughs) stop working full time in my fifties and just like, I don't know, maybe I'll just start stuffing some chickens. I don't know. I I haven't figured it out yet, but I do not plan to work full time forever. (laughs) Well, you know, at least this episode might teach you something about what works and what doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Oh, but probably the best part of this entire episode is the bucket of chicken line, which, of course, we alluded to in the intro. <laughs> yes. Like, I can't tell you how many times, any time I see KFC or a bucket of chicken or anything or even a pizza box, I just, that just comes right out of me. And mo- more often than not, you're not in the room, so nobody else knows <laughs> what the fuck I'm talking about. But I still giggle anyway. I okay so two things about that one I always say we're rich we're rich and whenever I hit like five dollars on a scratch off you know like that's what I say and two don't you remember like years ago we did our first golden girls watch marathon together I think yeah and we did in fact get both pizza and a bucket of chicken absolutely and I remember that at the time that was uh, my my now husband, my boyfriend had moved in. He was like, oh, sweet food. And he ate so much of both. And he got sick. Yeah. And he was like, I don't, I need like a salad. <laughs> it was pretty great. But yeah, I was, I thought that was a pretty, that was a pretty sweet, uh, you know, combining of forces for us. We, we had like curated a playlist and everything. Wow. <laughs> How young we were. No, what a man. <laughs> Um, but well, the other famous chicken one, of course, is when they're fucking stuffing the chicken. And I always just crack up, not only about Rose getting really into what is probably like an allusion to some sort of, you know, uh, pre civil war, you know, yeah. song in the cotton fields. But um, that aside, I always crack up about Sophia's job. Like, she doesn't do anything. She's like, sort of like, picks up the chicken and holds it <laughs> until it goes to get stuffed. <laughs> like Dorothy's running back around everything and like Blanche has to truss it up and Rose is stuff. It was just like really funny because it was like wow we're all working so hard. And like yeah she's the oldest but she could do a little bit more than that. <laughs> that whole scene is crazy because they're only seasoning the chicken with like a shake of salt. And yeah. I don't know if you've ever roasted a full chicken but you need much more than that. <laughs> And the stuffing action is like violent. It's like just like throwing whatever it is in there. Um, also, and... your oven is really small. Like it's so you small. Have... How are you picking all these chickens? <laughs> the night before? <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> well, we're eating chicken for the rest of our lives. 
Um, you know, so Michelle has a limited reference for the Golden Girls. Like she's seen the big ones a couple times. Um, well, I mean, it's a rule if you, you know, right, you live of course. Them. Yes. Um, yeah, because <laughs> that's true. Um, but we recently, when you I was watching this one, <laughs> what's your favorite episode? And don't say grab that dough. We all know. This <laughs> um, so I was watching this episode for uh, this and um, she was like, oh, my God, I always sing that song. And I was like, you do. You often walk through the house saying, gonna stuff a chicken. <laughs> Do you know where that's from? She's like, well, I, I guess I did know it was from Gold Girls, but she sings it in the wrong melody. Like the, the words are a little bit wrong, but it is, it is a cover of that song. Let's say. Cover. <laughs> oh my god, that's pretty impressive. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm pleased that she sings a song from the Golden Girls at all. You know? Yeah. Oh my god. Um. <laughs> also, uh, Miami Mom's Catering is the name, which is pretty incredible and then then we meet priscilla who is (laughs) all manner of like you know she's definitely friends with renee somehow right Mm -hmm. you know you know like all of these like you know characters that quote-unquote feature heavily in in these girls lives but we never see them except for these uh singular times um but also like priscilla man first of all she really she's wearing amazing reeboks the the ones (laughs) she's wearing were the thing but she really needs to make some better decisions. Ramon didn't just sleep with somebody else. He slept with her best friend. Right. At his bachelor party? <laughs> I, I guess. I mean, there's a lot more questions than just uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And also, like, you really don't have any consideration for anybody else. Because there's no reason to elope on the eve of <laughs> your wedding. Like, come on, man. Ramon's playing some sort of a trick on you. Like, there's got to be something going on. And he's, also... he's, he's leading the, the brigade here. <laughs> Also, doesn't she have a friend? Why are you going to the people who are catering your wedding the night before and telling them all your problems? Where is the bridal party? Where is your mother? Where is your anyone? She doesn't. Miami Mom's Catering is like her support system. I guess so. I do love, I love so much Blanche's response. Though. She's like, okay, we'll see you at your wedding. Bye. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. But then, like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's so... Um, like these little you know it's just like bedtime story of like how goofy it is with these like fake flashback episodes where she like gives her the piece of crystal and then calls the cops I mean it's like so weird it's just so weird but Dorothy has I mean somehow she can still deliver that line even though it's like the dumbest like little plot point and actually isn't what a real character would you know like would do in that situation (laughs) or at least somebody like Dorothy um but um so you know, but the thing that's funny is that she um, has that same affect and delivery as when she has the, the maple brown sugar rice crispy molasses <laughs> log. You know, from oh my god, I always screw up the order of that uh, that log. But you know what I'm talking about. We know. We all know. We, we all know. We all know. Um, where she's like, "It's a log. I'm gonna burn it." And she's like, yeah. so delicately, like you know delivering the line that's like exactly how she calls the cops it's like just for that alone like I still giggle even though I'm kind of rolling my eyes at the exact same time (laughs) yeah yeah I mean this whole episode particularly this like vignette is off the wall (laughs) (laughs) yeah nuts but my favorite my favorite vignette is 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 number two right because Mm -hmm. not only do we get to see young Dorothy again but we we get all these great Brooklyn re- references. And I think, honestly, there are so many. Um, 
there's just great lines. I mean, it's like, I love Sophia's snarkiness. Like, Pierre is writing today's selections on the blackboard in the kitchen. <laughs> it's like, picture like you and me if we had to be trapped in an era where we were married to an ungrateful man. Or yeah. You know, and you're just like, you would be only able to like deliver it right back. But I also love the. I love the, where are you going to get some air? We got air in the house. I like beer with my air. I mean, <laughs> I, unlike Michelle singing the song, I don't use that line all the time, but I wish I did. Yeah, you should. I do feel like it's easy enough to pepper in. I think so. I just have to remember it, you know? Oh my gosh. But, but yeah, I don't, I mean, do you, you, you enjoy the young Dorothy, right? We talked about her last time of like how Lenny Green, of like how well she like put care into not being a caricature of Dorothy of, of B. Arthur, but like giving her an homage. Oh yeah. She's fantastic. I love, I, I really do enjoy the flashback scenes. And um, I think we talked about this last time too. Sal has a real, like people don't like him. Yeah, yeah. I feel like on the yeah. internet, they really find him and he's, he's annoying. He's a little bit of a, like <laughs> a bajigal loop, you know, like, yeah, like he's, but he's inoffensive to me. Um, yeah. This vignette is really funny. There's um, the joke about uh, the peas and mashed potatoes and like the radio dinners thing. And like, <laughs> yeah. it's all this whole like, oh, can you believe it? We're trying to buy you a TV too. And like, there's some lines in there that I feel like are often extracted both on our Twitter at Enough Wicker, if you're not following, um, <laughs> and other Golden Girls Twitter accounts that really work, you know, like they're very applicable sometimes. Yeah, um, yeah. And so for that, I, I, you know, greatly appreciate this um but yeah I this this episode in general is all over the place um it makes me there's so much food though like because you know they flash back to the kitchen and they're still eating the pizza and Dorothy's like you don't like store-bought pizza you prefer homemade and like Sophia throws the pizza in the sink it, I don't know like it, it there's parts of it that are realistic for the show that feel yes. very much within the characters um but this just feels like the writers, like, we're throwing all of these, like, B stories and we're like, man, just make that into an episode. <laughs> right, totally. Or, like, yeah, or stretching the limits, like, again, with, like, how rude Sophia is with the pizza or, like, <laughs> how, you know, like, Dorothy calling the cops. Like, stretching the limits of what the characters actually would do because they're just kind of having fun with it, which is fine, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's just, like, it's just really fascinating. And, and speaking of really pushing the limits and having fun with it. I mean, I actually, I, I kind of take it back. This The dance marathon is the best part. It's the oh, best yeah. vignette of it. It's like, might be the best flashback, quote unquote, episode vignette of the series, I think, because I don't know, it's it's so powerful, even though it is just, you know, a third of this um, of this episode, that it feels like, when you, I just sort of, sort of recall it in hazy memory of watching on TV, it feels like a full episode is, like, dedicated to the dance marathon, you know? Even though it's only part of this episode. Um, I, just, I just, like, first of all, we always talk about underrated, like, side characters. The the dance host. Great. The he's yowza, so yowza, yowza. <laughs> he's really good. He's really good at that. And it's just, like, it's such a fun little scene because it's also just really fun to watch people dance. Yeah. <laughs> Especially to old timey stuff. Um, but I <laughs> I will bring up I, the best line of this whole situation is when they're all disappointed that they're both sneak they're all sneaking around, you know, 
Blanche is like, Dorothy, you didn't tell me. And Dorothy's like, Blanche, you didn't tell me. And then Rose walks in and Dorothy goes, Ed too, Judas. And she just goes, <laughs> no, it's me, Rose. I'm, I'm just wearing my hair a little different. <laughs> but you can't even see how much you're laughing. It's great. You can't even hear the second part of the joke where she says, I'm just wearing my hair a little different because of the audience laughing. Because <laughs> it's and me, Rose. It's so earnest. No, it's me, Rose. <laughs> And it's like, even on paper, that joke isn't that funny. As there isn't as funny as it actually is coming out of Betty White's mouth. And it's just, I can't say enough about how good of actresses they are. Yeah. So the dance one is good, too, because, you know, like, there's the rose scene with the cartwheel and the flipping and yada, yada. <laughs> the but hilarious the... <laughs> body double that's, like, not yeah. potentially close. Yeah. Not even remotely close. Um, <laughs> yeah. But Dorothy walking in, you know, with the fingers and like the elbows, that's also very I know. iconic. And, and um, you know, like the whole thing all together. And then when um, they re-enter the dance floor, Rose or oh, yeah, okay. Rose and Dorothy. Um, and the other joke I wanted to call out is there's a Mimi Eisenhower joke um, <laughs> is, ex- is exchanged. And there are way more Mamie Eisenhower <laughs> jokes in this show the series then I realized because I don't remember when it when it is but there's another one where Rose is like oh it's Mimi they never miss an opportunity to like <laughs> what could Rose possibly misunderstand exactly oh my god <laughs> also the the meme of not the meme I'm sorry oh my god I'm such an old the gif <laughs> and or jiff depending on how you choose to pronounce them um of of rose shaking her bosoms i mean that is like <laughs> that is like the you know that's one of the top if you oh yeah rose golden girls or even probably golden girls on giphy or something that comes up which i just it's just fun to you know see them irl <laughs> um you know what i have in my notes here have you ever done like a dance marathon or something like this this feels very much like something you would do <laughs> I, I mean, fun fact about me, I remember, like, even I was just such a fan of non-dance music. I guess I guess the way I could put it is, like, my tastes in music usually tend towards wanting to, like, listen to lyrics and really appreciating other, other music without um, wanting to, like, move my body to it. So I was never actually a big dancer until, like, mid to late 20s actually becoming like really good friends with my friend Jamie in Portland who's like an exceptional dancer and then eventually meeting my husband who's like the Dennis dancer. yeah that's why yeah. I was like <laughs> yeah, has he I mean, ever done a dance mar-? okay so it's not so much the dancing it's more like the marathoning I feel like it's something like you could do uh, yeah. something for 13 hours I would do something for 13 hours I've definitely stayed up doing ridiculous things for 13 hours many a time however never a dance marathon but that is something that Dennis in his like early 20s would have done, I think, for sure. But uh, now it just sounds too exhausting. <laughs> These Plus, women... I mean, you know, man, it's been it's been a pandemic for quite some time. Like, when was the last time we went dancing? Oh, my God. You know, you really got to build up that stamina. I'm very impressed that all of these older people uh, can handle it. Yeah, well, it's for a thousand dollars. Well, I know. But also <laughs> the premise of it is that. It is a marathon. It's like literally a dance till you drop. So the idea of having their like quote unquote solos 
is actually just completely antithetical to the, the premise of it. It's like, why are you doing a solo to extra exhaust yourself doing cartwheels and splits? Like that doesn't actually get you more points. It's not a talent contest. It's right. who stays up longer. You just be slow dancing the whole time. No, I mean, for real. It's just, I just love the idea of like ex- exhausting yourself purposefully just to prove a point. Of like... <laughs> Again, a very loose premise for this vignette, but uh, it, it works. It's just, it's pretty amazing. So, And uh, oh. the other really funny part about this episode is, is, you know, when Blanche is like, I won, I won. And then they flash back to the kitchen. And, you know, they're talking about how kind it was of Blanche to split the money. And Dorothy's like, well, with my $10, I got that I can opener I always wanted. And you know what's funny about that is I know there's a – I knew there was something after the with my $10. But I don't think I've ever listened to what it is because it's just right. so fucking funny when she says with my $10. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> You're so right. It's the same idea of the, like, hi, it's me, Rose. It's like even – these writers bother to write these other like separate things because the can opener is funny and the wearing my hair differently is funny but it's just like you're laughing too hard in the beginning (laughs) it's like the same you know like I think they were talking about especially like in the earlier stages of season one of making sure that like and I, I assume this is for any funny show with a live audience right it's like you really have to get the timing right for people to like clap and and cheer and laugh but then also like not have to say your line so it gets lost in the next moment you know i remember that uh being a big thing with uh seinfeld and like the kramer entrances where people would like applaud and clap and cheer and they have to like build in these like movements for him to take to like kill it's just like you just get all of your brilliant writing gets lost you know yeah there was something um I think it was a couple years ago that it premiered but I recently watched it on Netflix it's like it's just like a special on Betty White basically um but they were talking about how the timing and the writing of, of tv shows has changed because if you watch something now like um the example they used was 30 Rock but really like Tina Fey shows or yeah um like even not so much The Office, but but shows like 30 Rock and Kimmy Schmidt is like joke, 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 joke. But Seinfeld is like a great middle point because like, you know, you can see it kind of regressing and allowing for timing. And then in the Golden Girls, the scripts are much shorter than the like humor they bring because so much of it is not dialogue. You know, the writing Correct. is really funny. Like we obviously, like, there's a lot of very funny lines, but the way that all of these women act with their faces and um you know are able to just convey so much with like a gesture or a head nod or whatever it's just it's not you don't see it so much anymore and and to your point like yeah you have to wait for the audience to calm down a little so you can deliver the next part of the joke exactly exactly (laughs) it's it's so it's really fascinating and it's like you forget that like what you know about how things have changed basically yeah. <laughs> watching these older episodes it's fascinating um also one other point rose is out with a married man i, I what what the I hell know. dave she I needs mean, to I, dance though she, like, I, you know she's so competitive <laughs> yeah, exactly that's true that's that's the way it actually gets swept under the rug <laughs> And then they, you know, like they move, this whole thing is all about like, you know, money making schemes and like the bottled water to the sauce and like, you know, they, there's so many of these throughout yeah. the episode. Um, 
but it called to my memories of when I was a kid, I also was very into like inventing something. I was more about like <laughs> the glory of it, but I remembered <laughs> that I had thought that I had invented something that was like the next cleaner. Like it really cleaned um, the like railings on the, on the steps outside. And so I called City Hall of my hometown, Oakland, New Jersey, um, when I was in, I had to be in like third or fourth grade. And I was like, um, I believe I invented a cleaning potion and like <laughs> very, you know, like very indicative of who I would become that I thought the first people I should inform was my local city government. <laughs> invention. Um, but I feel Hang like, on, you did know, you look it up in the phone book yourself? Yes, I did. I looked up the city hall number and I was like, I'll just talk to somebody at the front. I need to tell somebody about this. <laughs> Seriously. Um, and I wasn't, it can't at, be my mom. No, I was, I was actually at a friend's house, Jessica Weaver's house. And I was like, we got to get somebody on the phone for this. <laughs> um, but I feel like, honestly, it's no wonder because I was watching this show all the time and they were always after like a quick buck. And I was like, oh man, I never have to work. I'm eight years old. I'm set. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks for nothing, Golden Girls. I mean, for real though, like you were just talking about your retirement plan, but this was affecting you even way earlier than I thought. Exactly. <laughs> I know. I mean, talk about how like TV just affects your life and how impressionable you are as a kid. Holy shit. That's crazy. <laughs> I love it. So how, what did this very nice, hopefully very nice administrator on the phone uh, respond to you? How did that turn I out? I think she was, she was super nice. I think she was like, you have to write a letter, like write a letter to us. Like we're, you know, like let us know what it is. But like, of course it made the metal shine because it was fucking wet. Like it was just like a bunch of different <laughs> soaps that I had put in. And I was like, oh yeah, no, the key is the lemon juice. Like I didn't fucking know what I was doing. Um, <laughs> but she was super nice. And I think also was probably, that was like, you know, I imagine that woman still tells the story about like this freak little kid who was like, I got a million dollar idea. <laughs> I mean, seriously, though, like that's pretty adorable. <laughs> yeah, she was very cute. For I'm not embarrassed about it. <laughs> no, of course not. Like you said, it's actually an origin story that's really appropriate to who you are as a person today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Better tell the mayor. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you know. Speaking of, are we uh, are we about wrapped up? I mean, I know you have to oh, get yeah. more. You have to get back to your inventions. I have to get back to my six side gigs because yeah, you know we're very busy. This is this is who we are these days. <laughs> um, well, actually, next time we're gonna uh, continue to discuss get rich uh, rich quick schemes, but this time by living with a gigantic barnyard pig in your home until he croaks. <laughs> Take care, everybody. <laughs>